Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast. This edition of the Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by these great sponsors. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's Iron Comps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardworking people working hard for you and me. Moving higher time and time again. Through the years you'll find us here. Moving higher. Hello and welcome to Moving Iron Podcast number 304. This edition of Moving Iron Podcast is brought to you by Arrow. And I got uh, co-founder and CEO of Arrow, Charles Anderson on here again. So Charles, how are you doing this morning, man? I am good. Not cold like how you are. Nice and warm. It is. <laughs> I'm it's, doing good. It is chilly. It is chilly. So how things been, man, since we talked last? Oh, very exciting. We introduced Cloud Store a couple of weeks ago. Um, that moved. That's moving really, really well. Uh, list for free. I was talked about. Get your assets out there. Um, yep. That's that's working and really wanted to, uh, I, so just to clarify, am I really the third 304th podcast today? Of the Moving Iron podcast, yeah. I, I think there's close to about a thousand altogether, but this is the, this is the 304th one I've done under the Moving Iron podcast. Like That's a lot. Theme. Who was number 300? I feel like I, I should have got a balloon or something for being number 300. Um, I don't have to go back and look. I don't remember. <laughs> I've, I've done by 15 since then so yeah it's, it's i don't have to go back and look so funny no but jo- joking aside uh doing really well grateful for this opportunity it was a big lift in our business to start getting word out about cloud store and the buyers are happy dealers are happy so i want to keep going keep going in that lane and want to spend a lot of time talking today about marketing automation because i'm getting a lot of those questions so that it might be interesting to to share some yeah. best practices we're learning right now. <clears throat> yep. Marketing automation. I'll tell you what, customer automation, marketing automation, engaging with your customer base, what's that look like and how those things work is admitting to be a, not that it wasn't important f- before, but it's getting to be a bigger and more important part of the implement business now because of the sheer volume of equipment that's out there and and then the price that we see uh, on some of this used piece, on these used equipment pieces that we see. So, how are you tackling that? Like that's such a big, that's such a huge yep. part of that, man. You know, what I mean, how, where are we going to go with a six hundred thousand dollars four wheel drive and a five hundred thousand dollar combine and a you know four hundred thousand dollar real crop trap? I mean, where are we going with all this stuff and how we contact and how we doing all that? 
it's great to use the same yeah. customer base that you've used always and the same information that you've had out there for years and years and years to go off of. But the game is changing and the customer base has changed. So how, how are you guys addressing it over there at, at Arrow and CloudStore? Sure. It's very, uh, I think it's really interesting. I might be the only one, but I think it's so interesting that the only reason why a customer interacts with us with with cloud store or with any with any uh, dealer in person or or digital is because they're trying to solve a problem right and i know 10 years ago 15 years ago it really scared people when they saw targeted ads when you would when you would look for an xbox or a playstation then all of a sudden you start seeing xbox and playstation ads follow you all over the internet and you see it in your right. gmail account and you see it you yeah. see it everywhere and then there was that whole debate on should I see content that is only relevant to me? And Facebook is one of the ones that is, is leading that charge. And they've, right. they've gotten in trouble a few times because they've overly gotten that right, where they've said, yes, we're going to show you information that is only relevant to you. And that there's a whole political conversation around, around all that. But setting all that aside, what's interesting now about how equipment buyers are figuring out what they want to buy is... 100% of the time, they have some sort of problem they're trying to solve or some sort of opportunity they're trying to capitalize on. And so when, when I think about marketing automation, to me, it's just getting information in front of the customer as easily as possible through the process of communication. So going back to that text message example that, that we, we talked about before, if you thought about the conversations that you usually have with a customer looking to buy an implement, how do those conversations usually go? Like, get, just give me an example of, of one. Uh, usually call up and they're asking to look at a piece of equipment and you, you kind of run through um, what you have and start asking questions about, you know, what your budget looks like, how big a piece of, how big of a tractor do you have? Um, what are you doing with it? Uh, those kind of things. What's your time frame? All those kind of things start to come into play um, where you're, you're really doing the whole needs analysis kind of breakdown of, of uh, what the customer already knows they want. And they're just calling to tell you to see what you have. And you're kind of running through that whole, that whole game of, of needs analysis and all that fun stuff. How many questions would you say you typically have to go through in order to flush out the needs analysis? Um, well, I think that largely wrote, depends on, I think it largely depends on your relationship with the customers you're talking to. But mm. if it's someone that you've never done business with, they just show up and you're talking, running through that, through that um, game of the questions. I, I could probably think of, you know, probably eight to 10 questions that you'd ask the person to kind of get a good feel for what it is that they're trying to accomplish at the end. Yep. So let's take a house as an example. That's a really easy right. illustration. All of us either live in a house or bought a house or swap an apartment for the word house. Yeah. But if I was if I was the machine, I'm the self-driving Tesla car and you were the human looking to figure out like what what do you want? It's probably going to go some version of this conversation right here. Uh, hello, how are you today? Where Where are you looking to buy your house? And you would say, make it up. Um, Big Fork, Montana. How big of a house do you want? Big enough for me and my wife. That way, my kids don't have to stick around for very long. How many <laughs> bedrooms? 
I have three bedrooms. How many bathrooms? Two bathrooms. How big of a garage? How many cars? Uh, Three-car garage. So the purpose of going through that conversation, I just wanted to point out, me as the computer, I don't care how you feel. And you as the buyer, you don't care whether or not if I care about how you feel. You want me to know exactly what you're looking for as fast and as easy as possible so I can give you options. I'm I'm not saying that computers will replace the humans because there will be a step in the process where the human will need to give some texture and some context. Yeah, you don't want to live in this neighborhood because of the flight pattern. You don't want to live over here because of the schools. And, and there's other soft things that are going to be, for now, hard to for the computer to understand because they're more emotional. But with those first eight questions, I've done this enough times. I've gone through that same eight question pattern again and again. I would be shocked if most of those eight questions, we couldn't return with an unemotional fact-based response. What right. do you think? Oh, I think you're you're probably you're probably right because I mean, even in even on the influence side of the business, I mean it's it's not like um, I'm asking eight questions and those are going to be the, the guy I'm talking to is <coughs> got some kind of a <coughs> excuse me the person I'm talking to doesn't has is doing something completely different than the other people around them, right? Right. It's it's the that that eight question database that you're running through there is is going to probably encompass 95% of the exact, you know, the same information is going to extract from somebody else. It's probably those next two questions that you're going to get that, that final 5% of something that's, mm-hmm. that's, that's unique to their business. Right. And those, those are the kind of things that, that are going to differentiate. Are you looking for, you know, a high speed disc or a conventional disc? Are you looking for, you know, four drive or a rook? I mean, those kind of things are, are going to be, the little indicators that are going to start coming through that are going to really drill down to the specific problem or specific um, job that they're trying to accomplish with that piece of yes. Code. Yes. So for me, marketing automation is really two things, asking the right question and then asking the next question mm-hmm. again and again and again. And so if you can do that as you think through marketing funnel, Meaning, how many people do you talk to? How many questions do you ask them? How many times do you get the next right question accurate? It actually benefits both sides. Because as we ever established, these our, our customers would prefer to text. They prefer to really simply hit the button, get exactly what they're looking for. And so how do you now leverage technology to smooth out that experience for the buyer? Make it really easy for me to figure out what I'm trying to buy. Make it easy for me to figure out if you have it available in stock. I don't need a human to answer those questions. Those things can be done until I get stuck. So marketing automation, that's what it means to me is look at the lead funnel and look at the questions that the lead funnel needs to walk through and then do it again and again and again and again until you have a Tesla driving down the road without anyone touching the steering wheel. Right. Yeah. And that's the kind of, and and then being able to target those customers that would be interested in that before they are, before they know they're interested. I mean, it's like the Amazon model, you know, where, you know, they claim they know what you're going to buy 10 days before you buy it, which. It's a little creepy. You know, it's a little creepy that they can do that, but I would, I would love to see that data and how that works, you know, how that flow of data works and what that looks like, you know, and do that. So I think, I mean, to me, it's interesting to, to, to have that in place, but 
that being said, those targeted questions, like you just said, and being able to ask the next right question, what does that look like? Is that now I'm not wasting the customer's time. Yes. With that information, I'm going to them with, I think, I think this is what you're, what you're wanting to do. And I think this is how you're, am I on the right path? Yeah. No, this is exactly what I want to do or nope. You're so far off that I, you don't even understand what I'm talking about. So we need to go back yes. to the drawing board and do it all over again. It's that trying to compress that, that time from the time that I offer you a piece of equipment to you giving me a, a check for the piece of equipment is trying to compress that down as, as, as tight and as quick as you can, because again, it all comes down to, I don't want to waste your time. If you're not interested mm-hmm. in that particular piece, what are you interested in? And let's move forward and, and, and figure out what that is. And I, and I might not be able to come up with the, with the solution that you're looking for. I may not have yes. access to it or whatever it is. And I need to help you find that, that next best solution, whether I'm involved in it or not. That's just, yeah, again, it comes down to compressing that time of, you know, how fast are we going to make things happen? And yeah, that's such an important part of that. It's I mean, everyone has the same 24 hours in the day. And as we've right. seen now, and especially in the ag market, the operations are becoming larger and more sophisticated and less emotional, much more right. experience based, much more database, much less, you know, personality based. And we're seeing it again and again and again that with autonomous vehicles coming right around the corner, you can really operate these machines using a spreadsheet. I mean, I'm exaggerating a lot, but at least until a big rock shows up in the middle of the uh, middle of the of the yard, and you have to figure out like what do you do, and the computer breaks. A lot of the heavy lifting can now be done through math and through technology. And so, if those things are true, it's really a question of like how do you qualify each other? How do you use technology? Google does it all day long. It's sending yeah. me things and options that I that I care about. It's the same thing yeah. that that Facebook does, which haven't really adopted it to the buyer journey, because buyers right. want to get as far as they can over texting. Right. Yeah, and that's got, and you, you bring that point back up again, where again, the compressing that thing down. When I, in today's marketplace, when someone's called me from you know whatever state, you know, someone calls me from Ohio. And they're calling me about a piece of equipment that I have listed on the internet, right? They're not calling, they're not kicking tires, right? It's not like they're going to their local dealership and, and trying to burn a few hours of the day because they have nothing else to do, right? They've done right. the research on whatever it is that they're doing. And when they're making that phone call to me, <clears throat> they're 80% sure that they want that piece of equipment that they're looking at. Yes. Right. Yes. And now they're getting that other 20% of that data collection, which is the, they've already asked the right questions. They know the answer to that. And so now we're back to like the final two or three questions that are going to, you know, drill into what it is that they, why do they want that specific piece of equipment? What is yes. it about this piece of equipment? And, you know, you're in Ohio, I'm in Nebraska. Why? That's a long ways away to bring whatever across and yes. to find out. It's the, it's got a specific spec in there that they're looking for, right? It's got whatever, you know, a specific thing that does a specific it's going to have a specific return on their operation that they're looking for residue management or whatever it is. And they can't find it anywhere else. So, and it's the right yep. price or whatever it is, you know? So I think those are all the things that, that you bring into the, into that. When you start looking at how are you categorizing your, your customer base and how are you looking at um, what, are, how are you going to approach that now? If I start having three or four customers, question for you. So question question for you on that. So so let's say that 
there was a way, hypothetically, let's call him Bob, make up the name, uh, that instead of Bob calling you, you could raise your hand and reach out to Bob before Bob reaches out to you. In your in your illustration, you just had Bob go through the heavy lifting of doing 80% of the research ahead of time, finding you, and then calling you, getting you on the phone, and connecting to you. Yep. So my, my point of view is that there is a way that you can reach out to Bob, and I'm happy to show you to explain how that works, but you can actually reach yep. out to Bob through technology before yep. Bob even knows that you exist. And yeah, there's the, on the farming side uh, of of data collection. There's more data collection on it um, on individual customers that you can go out and get, um, mm -hmm. and that's just readily available. Right, you don't have to go through some secret back door someplace and do some shady thing, whatever. It's just readily available through various government agencies. I mean, to yes. your point, I've I've thought about that a million times. I mean. There's enough data out there to know everything there is to know about every agricultural buyer in in North yes. America, and you could seriously target every one of those with with what you have in your inventory based around the data that you can collect. Yeah. Right? Or how about and how about Siri recording all of our conversations or Alexa? Sure. That's yeah. a whole other yeah. conversation, but yeah, it's all out there. Yeah. Did you know? I, I this is this is a little bit alarming, but did you know that with your first name, last name, and physical home address? I could pull up your social security number. Oh, sure. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's all kinds of stuff out there. That if you pay <laughs> enough money and, and subscribe to yes. the right thing, you can get whatever data you want on anybody. A hundred percent. It's so yeah. violating, especially, I mean, yeah. Facebook that got red handed with this. It's so by all the information yeah. who whose friends that you're connected to, which social media groups on, on, on things that you have said online, things that were, were mm -hmm. posted, things that you liked, all of these things, and now it's at the point, back to the Bob example, it's at the point now that there are systems that allow you as a dealer to get an alert that says, Bob in Ohio is searching for this spec right now. Right. Do you want to send him an option? Yeah. Yep. And do and you want to automate the first eight questions that you're going to ask him anyways? Yeah. And all that's out there, man. I mean, that technology is readily available it's not anything that's out of the ordinary or or um, no anything other than what you would normally see happen in in a day-to-day -day conversation and if i remember right the last thing i saw that between um like facebook and amazon and folks like that have of the customer bases that they interact with which is everybody roughly five thousand you know information points for each person that they have in their oh, i believe it you know, I believe so, I mean, that's, I don't know, I don't know what 5,000 things they could possibly be collecting, but I mean, that's, that's everything and anything. So that's where the, all this predictive analytics come into play and all these different um, approaches mm -hmm. to what you know, and it goes back again to as creepy as all that sounds, but it also comes back to the fact of, I'm not here to waste your time. I'm here to get this done as fast as we can. And I'm not going to show you a, a 25 horsepower tractor when you're looking for a 300 horsepower tractor. Yes, I, I'm not going to spend my time. I'm not going to waste my time or my advertising dollars or my budget advertising 25 horsepower tractors to you when you have no intent of ever buying anything, and you're not even yes. going to look at what I give you, right? You're going to, but you're interested in spinner. So that's just again yes. coming back to giving the right pieces of information to the right people and and targeting those yes. specific things that that you're what you're interested in. 
I just think it's so interesting because <clears throat> 25 years ago, we didn't want this. Like 25 years ago, we, we wanted a slower process to figure out, yep. to learn about each other and to figure out the right answer to the question. And that's, it's just the information age now. Like my kids are, I heard my son the other day, uh, he's 10 years old. Um, I overheard him asking Siri a question on how to spell something. Like, man, that would have been nice to have in fourth grade. Hey, yeah. Siri, how do I spell because? Because you just trip me up. But yeah. and like the information is so available today, and that has completely changed how we interact with each other, that it's like the facts are out there. It's now just getting access to what you want as fast as possible. Well, you know, that's one of those things where, again, kind of back to that same the speed of what people are used to getting their information. I mean, when you and I were going to school, if I wanted to figure out who the, and I didn't know this from memory, if I wanted to find who the 27th president of the United States was, I'd go to the library, get an encyclopedia, run yes. through until I found the 27th president. And then, you know, that, you know who, who knows how long that takes. Now I can just go, hey, Siri, and the next thing you know, boom. Yeah, I'm sitting there with the 27th president three and a half seconds later. That all translates back into the speed of how people want a, a transactional situation to take place. Yes, correct. Once, once they've made, the, made their mind up that they're ready to buy this piece of equipment or buy this whatever, they're ready to do that. And it's yes. been kind of like our previous conversation about going to a car dealership or whatever it is and you just want to go buy the car. The next thing you know, it's four and a half hours later and you're Someone's asking if you want, you know, clear coat protection for your car. You know, this kind of, I mean, it's just, no, I just want the car. No. You know, I don't, you know, I don't need to. No. Be. So that's, and that's the process that we're in right now. It's just that how fast can we get things done? I'm ready to move right. forward. Let's go. And <clears throat> yeah, automating another, that information is just so important. Uh, another way to, to ask the question is, let's say that I was a brand new tractor buying customer. And I just, I had a brand new um farm and I was, I was ready to get started and i called you and you were my only call what are the odds that i'm not going to fact check everything you said yeah charles you're gonna need this one series tractor and this five series tractor and you're gonna do this i just don't believe that in today's world i'm gonna spend a million dollars or two million dollars without at least having a second conversation sure or a third conversation so right. it just goes to the fact that even if even if the human is my only option I'm still going to fact check the human because there's so much information that's out there. I'm going to do that probably with technology. So we can go the other direction and say marketing automation comes second. It's still going to show up because the human is going to be tested against the machine. Sure. Yeah. And I think to your point about fact checking and all those kind of things, you know, you hear a lot of conversations about, you know, loyalty and how it's just, it's not the same as it was. and you're right. It's, yep. it's not. It's not the same as it was. There's still very loyal customers out there, and that and that do uh, that want to do business with the with the local person. But <clears throat> where I think the loyalty comes into what you know this, this perception of the lack of loyalty is, you, you're quoting me this machine for you know whatever, and I go out and find the exact same thing, and it's twenty five percent less. Well, I mean. That's a business decision that you're making at that point. I mean, what am I, what, what are you giving me for that extra 25% that, correct, that makes, correct. That, what, that makes it worth it? And <clears throat> is a local dealership worth more than the dealership that's, you know, 200 miles away that's not going to 
when your machine breaks down there and harvest isn't going to come out and take care of your stuff. I, I would, I would argue that, yes, that's, that is a, you're playing yep. a convenience fee. There's a, a stress part of that, right? Um, yep. If you're going to, if you're going to have, if they're going to, if you're 200 miles away and they're going to come out and fix it, then that's a whole different thing, but you got to play that and, and look at that and weigh those things all play out. And I think that's where the auction market has gotten to be such a, a, a bigger part of what we're doing here. Um, that why totally. the auction market is doing so the way it's doing is because people are looking at that and saying, here's a better option for me. And I'm willing to take some of the inconveniences that come along with buying this over here, this over here. So it's, it's a whole thing that I think is going to have to, again, evolving marketplace. And, you know, we've talked about it, you know, three to five years from now, it's going to look completely different than it looks now. And, and how are you yes. positioning yourself with your customer base? moving forward is such going to be such a big part of the way um, I do business, you do business across the spectrum, whether I don't care if you're buying a loaf of bread or a car, you know, it's, it's the way you're doing that's going to change and, and how we, how we are marketed by these companies is going to change. Mm-hmm. Too. Completely agree. Yep. Good stuff. All right, Charles, any final thoughts on that before we close it down? Oh, I I think it's a fascinating time to watch this industry move online and the buyers have already moved online. I think the dealers are catching up really fast. And the whole point of of what I want to share today, the whole point of my point of talking about marketing automation is that you can be more efficient with your time if you use the machine, the machine being technology marketing automation to allow your customers to further qualify themselves. Yes. That's it. Yep. Cause they come again, when they come back to you, they're already, they're ready to move forward. Yes. And you know, kind of a for lack of a better term, the bullshit's been taken care of. They're ready yes. to move forward with the actual meat and potatoes of what they want to get done. So yes, it'll be, it'll be good there. So, all right, Charles, folks want to reach out to you, get more information about what you have going. What's the best way to do that? So remember, list for free on Cloud Store. Get your assets out there. Email me if you want to list for free. Charles at cloudstore.co. Right on. Well, Charles, I appreciate you being on the podcast, man. Thanks for the time. It's always fun. Right on. I'm Casey Seymour. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Moving Iron LLC. You can go to LinkedIn at Moving Iron Podcast, and you can find me, the video version of this, on YouTube at the Moving Iron Podcast YouTube channel. So check that out there. Find anything Moving Iron related at movingironllc.com, blog posts, the entire library of the Moving Iron podcast, as well as information for the Moving Iron Summit coming up here in Nashville, Tennessee, September 11th through the 13th of 2023. So with that, I'm Casey Seaman with Charles Anderson. It's going to be smart, folks. Out. Axon started out of a passion for keeping agriculture moving. Imagine having 100 years of tire and wheel knowledge in your back pocket the next time you sell a piece of ag equipment. To find more or become an Axon dealer, please visit axontire.com. Valley Transportation has been hauling ag and construction equipment across the country for the past 33 years. Call Parker at 800-657-4910 for all your trucking needs. At Valley Transportation, our goal is to help you reach yours. No matter how you buy your ag equipment, whether it's from a dealer, an auction, or a private party, AgDirect can help you finance it. You can even apply online at agdirect.com. Learn more about your financing options at agdirect.com. 
TractorZoom has access to over $20 billion in heavy equipment sales data. TractorZoom's IronComps is the industry's trusted solution for transparent equipment values and auctionable pricing insights. This podcast is brought to you by Anvil AppWorks. The Dealer Connect CRMI app with integrated inventory management is an affordable Salesforce-based solution for your dealership. Create connected customer experience and transform how you work. Moving higher in the 21st century. Hardware. 